You're listening to Intellectual Erection, a place where we talk about the naughty. Oh, to stimulate your thinking. You're listening. You're listening to Intellectual Erection. Intellectual, intellectual, intellectual Erection. Hello out there. Welcome to another episode of Intellectual Erection with your host Patrick. Well, it's about that time before I get to the interview. Been harking on about those reviews on iTunes and about that $50 gift certificate. So I've decided it's about time that I pick one of the reviews and I'm gonna read it out loud right now on the air. So LP Hart writes, funny, sweet, sexy, smart. A wide range of open people talking with their honesty and thoughtfulness about sexuality, sexual identity, relationships, and journeys in learning to be true to themselves in a world where challenging social norms can be painful, scary, heartening, and rewarding. I look forward to the new episodes the moment I finish the previous one. What a lovely and thoughtful review, LP-Heart. I appreciate it very much, uh, especially because of the amount of effort that goes into making this. And I'm glad that it's rewarding for some of the listeners out there. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate the comments. And I'll continue to put out good content for you to enjoy. For the $50 gift certificate winner, LP-Heart, please send an email to intellectualerection at gmail.com and we will communicate from there. Now on to the episode with Ashley, where we talk about all sorts of naughty little bits, fun little things. Don't forget to subscribe listen like review and as always enjoy back at it again i have a very special guest with me today uh ashley uh so why don't you kind of introduce yourself and what what do you do what are you up to these days what do i do yeah it's kind of a loaded question i know what do i do (laughs) what do i not do um what do i do like for fun well, usually people name some kind of work or something that they're, they're some doing. Some kind of work. So what, 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 what occupies their, their life at the moment? Okay, well, um, for financial things right now, I am doing like webcam modeling. Um, modeling. I like the modeling, word modeling. <laughs> cam modeling, mm-hmm. quote. Um, so it sounds more classy. Who cares? Yeah. I don't care. Um, that's what I told my mom anyway. <laughs> what? Oh, you told her modeling. Yeah. And I told her I was doing alternative modeling. Alternative slash modeling. Slash adult modeling. Oh. And I told her to not ask any more questions. And she said, okay. Mm. Yeah. I have one of those kind of relationships with your parents. Well, my, yeah, my mom. Your mom. <laughs> yeah. That would not fly with anyone in my family. They'd be yeah. asking a million questions and not leaving me the hell alone. <laughs> well yeah so then i'm gonna follow that up with um why we're here kind of okay to talk about that fun poly kink fetish stuff okay so uh how did you get involved in this sort of community um how i got kind of 
Or rather, uh, why don't we take it back to, to the beginning? Was there a first time where you were just, you know, you had the, the first inklings? Yes, actually. So I can actually trace it back to my childhood. And I actually have no idea what movie this was. But um, it was some kind of movie that I wasn't supposed to be watching. I was a kid. I was at uh, my grandparents' house. And my aunt was watching some kind of a, like, I don't know, bad movie of some sort. And there's this one part where um, this, like, young woman gets, like, branded or something. She gets branded. Branded. Yeah, she Mm. gets, like, held down and she's, like, screaming. And then these guys, (laughs) like, press this press this like hot iron to her and i think it's actually like, on her chest mm-hmm. does that ring any bells like a no. Movie? no no well anyway i just remember seeing that and like i was excited so how, how excited were you <laughs> i was i was excited i've always been kind of rebellious like if some like if my parents would tell me not to do something even when i was a baby i would do it mm-hmm yeah so then, after the, after you saw this movie, yeah, that was kind of the first spark, the ignition, yeah. if you will. <laughs> yeah. So then, what happened once the engine got running? Um, well, hmm. Okay, so I was actually um really into anime at one point, and mm-hmm. um. And what's the comic called? Manga, right? Mm-hmm. I was reading manga. Yeah. And I was exploring those online. And then I found this certain, this specific one. And I started reading it. And I, at first I was just like in shock. But I was just so excited. And it wasn't even like super, it wasn't like, um, what's it, hentai. It mm-hmm. wasn't just like straight sex. Mm-hmm. It was like BDSM, like soup, oh. like rope. Just like, and I, I was like hooked. Like I couldn't stop reading it. I was just like, oh my god. And at first, I was just like, this is what everyone thinks is so messed up. And then I was like, I like this. This is never gonna happen to me. Like, so I just have to read this. Like I just didn't think it would ever. <laughs> you were just happen. frustrated. You're like, yeah, yeah, this is another world that doesn't exist. Yeah. Outside of yeah. Exactly. Outside of the the hentai manga manga. Pardon me. Yeah. Um. So then, th- how old were you when you were reading these? Um, I think I was 19. 19? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So then, uh, I, I don't know, did your sexual life start before this? Yeah. Okay, like so your sexual? sexual life? Yeah. Yeah. So your sexual life had already started. Yeah. And it was I presume boring. it was yeah, vanilla at that point. It was really boring. I had a lot of bad sex, I'm going to be honest with you. A mm-hmm. lot. And, like, I didn't understand why... I did I, like honestly for a while, like years. I didn't even I didn't know why people liked sex. Like I liked touching myself. Yeah. But like, why other people did it? They yeah, felt like, like they don't what? know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this kind of sucks. So, <laughs> so then you got okay. You got uh, you got to reading this around nineteen. Yeah. Um. So then, when was the first time you actually got to experience any of it? Anything oh. outside of the regular old in and out? Actually, so. Um, when I was in college, so it was the same, it was around the same time and it wasn't, it wasn't like, uh, anything rope or whatever. It was actually just this one guy that was the first person that ever kind of like, um, acted, 
passion like more passionately like more kind of like in a dominant sort of way mm-hmm. so he would he wouldn't just like gently like grab like kiss me or whatever he would like push me up against a wall that kind of stuff right. and like and then more and so more kind of like a more. passionate aggression yes he was right. more aggressive mm-hmm. definitely and uh i realized like how much more exciting that was for me right and like why <laughs> but yeah so there was that um that made me kind of realize that i wanted things to be different like more i was looking for more excitement um mm-hmm. yeah so after that happened i presume at some point you uh you got in touch with kind of the kink maybe bdsm community uh poly community when when did that happen <laughs> so actually uh that happened a long time after so the most that i had really shared was i had a i have a really close friend and we were kind of in the same boat where we would look at like kinky stuff on the internet and read like manga and watch different animes and like share these like weird whatever with each other but like um not a whole lot a whole lot really happened uh like physically Uh there was a little bit like um he was into like pet play and stuff like that and like um being dominant and just like a lot of different stuff but anyway but um then i actually when i was i think i was 20 25 or 26 I uh, just I decided to google like Japanese rope bondage Barry which is where I lived Mm -hmm. and I did that and something came up saying like um, in search of model and I was like huh model yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah. that's what it said I just love the versatility of the the word model now (laughs) it's like webcam model fashion model rope bottom bunny model yeah Mm -hmm. exactly so and I saw actually that this person um, taught classes in Barrie and yeah they were looking for someone to demonstrate to the the class and I was just like whoa and i was like looking at all the photos and i was like oh my god that's that's it that's that's, what that's all that crazy stuff that i saw in drawings like what and like you can google pictures and it's like it looks so beautiful and you can see all these like different things and like yeah so i i emailed him and he got back to me almost right away and i was just like oh boy what's happening Sitting by the computer waiting <laughs> for that email <laughs> i bet well yeah so how did that go? You uh, you ended up going there, mm-hmm. I presume, yeah. Yep. So we met at a coffee shop and talked and for a while, and nothing like happened that day. But then I went back another time, and uh, that was life changing for me, mm-hmm. like completely life changing. Like I felt a pretty a pretty solid trust with this person right away. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have like went to his apartment. But anyway, I wasn't alone there, and. Um, my clothes were on the first time. <laughs> and, <laughs> That's, um, good. That's good. Yeah, it was completely, completely life-changing. It was like, 
I couldn't have I couldn't have guessed the feeling that I was going to get from from that experience with this person. So here you are. You're 26 at this point. Yeah. You've had a long time waiting yep. since you were a little kid watching some movie of a woman being branded. Yeah. And then growing up trying to read some manga and watch some hentai. Yeah. Looking at this rope bondage stuff and just feeling like you're you're kind of misplaced or that, you know, there's something in this world that's just not accessible to you. And finally, you find an outlet mm-hmm. and your life changes a little bit. Yep. So I guess your first exposure to anything was uh, was bondage. Mm-hmm. And, well, aside from your college experience with a little bit of aggressive passion. Yeah. yeah. And there, there was also some, like, sort of like threesome kind of thing in college, but it wasn't. The staple. That's yeah. The, that's the college staple. The college what do you staple. do in college? You have your threesome. Yeah, you try. Yeah. It's oh, you try. You try to. It's weird. <laughs> People are drunk and, you know. I think uh, I think a lot of people relate with that experience, and for some people it just stays as one of those uh, one-offs. You know, it's like yeah, I had that college threesome, and then mm. after that, never again. Mm. Um, so you were drawn you were drawn into this stuff for a while. Did you enjoy your first threesome or no? No, not really. What was it? Uh, uh, male, female, female, male, male, female. Uh, male, female, female. Mm-hmm. Well, what? What? Okay, so you, did you not enjoy the threesome? Uh, because that particular threesome was bad, or is it just you realize you don't enjoy threesomes? No, that one was just bad. It was but you've just... had better ones, um, or no? I haven't actually had another threesome. I've had more like a four, like a two couples. Okay. Yeah. 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 But like, yeah. And did that improve your experience with uh, with kind of groups or? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel super. Surprisingly, every experience I was like that was very comfortable. Like I didn't. I don't know. Other people seem to feel more concerned. They're like, oh, it might be weird, you know? <laughs> and I was just like, I don't feel awkward at all. Right. No, I didn't really feel awkward. But yeah, that threesome was not good. Maybe I was just young. We were it all happens. young. It happens. The, I think yeah. the in our history of sex, the majority of it is bad. And then you get to, you get to know what you like, and then it gets good. Yeah. So with you, I'm curious then... Um, if we're talking about poly, we're talking about kink, we're talking about BDSM, what what aspects of these um, do you identify with? Like, what what would you... If somebody were to ask you to, mm. to kind of label yourself, which might be limiting, it's maybe not comfortable for no, everybody. that's okay. But if you had to give descriptors, mm. what would it be? Um, hmm. Well, I'm definitely into... Like, I guess... What do I, how do I label... I am typically, I guess, kind of. Is do I, should I use the word naturally? I guess naturally, kind of, like I'm submissive. Okay. I like, I like trusting someone and giving someone control, but mm-hmm. I am also like. But I also have a strong sense of self. Right. So like I'm not I'm not feeling abused or small or whatever. Well, I think that's the the empowerment of being a good sub yeah. is is being okay. able to yeah. being able to trust your partner, right? Mm. And having the consent parameters set up such that your your identity and your personhood isn't being violated mm. when you're submitting to this person that you want to explore with. Mm. Yeah. So the relationship is supposed to have equity, even though you're playing off of a 
uh, of a kind of master-slave narrative, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the fun in it, is where consent steps in and makes those parameters safe. Mm-hmm. But the, the thrill of the danger is still there. You can kind yeah. of feel like you're being branded without being branded. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's good, actually. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, so you, you feel like you're you're definitely more submissive? Definitely, definitely submissive. But I also don't, like, I don't take shit. Yeah. <laughs> if someone... Which is fair enough. Because, yeah, there, there have been, unfortunately, some experiences where people were in my opinion kind of trying to take advantage once they kind of knew that about me they're like oh okay well i think that happens that can happen in many circumstances where people want to dom for the wrong reasons yes so you find you find doms out there and there's doms that do it because it turns them on and because they want to have a mutual relationship with somebody Mm -hmm. And they connect with their sub really well. Mm-hmm. And then there's doms that do it out of uh, a, a need for degradation. And I've met both yeah. kinds. And the kinds that need, have a need for degradation want to kind of dehumanize you. They want to push you away. They don't care about what you want and what mm. you need. And they get off on the thrill of treating you like, um, you know, like garbage. Mm-hmm. Or like you're not a person. Yeah. Right? And that can be really scary. That can be really fucked up. Yeah, and it's sometimes hard to to see at first what kind of person you're dealing with. Mm. Whereas on the sub side, it's 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 a little bit less risky, right? You don't really get um, <laughs> subs that are as dangerous. Mm, yeah, that, I guess that's true. But I could see that. Um, I have known some some people that were submissive that were kind of coming coming at it with a little bit of mental health issues um, um you know yeah you maybe kind of i don't know if it was like it was linked mm-hmm. it was kind of linked to that in a way but yeah that's that's t- a touchy subject i've actually and heard a little personal. bit about this is um there can be unfortunate circumstances where people will use um submissive positions to manipulate um, others mm, to draw them uh, in. Yep. And okay, I have yep. heard about this kind of stuff. So yeah. Um, I stand corrected. Maybe there are dangerous subs out there. There can be. Yeah. There can be. All right. Yeah. So then, okay. So you identify uh, as uh, as a sub. Mm-hmm. Um, what about? Uh, are, would you identify as poly, monogamous? Where Where do you stand in that kind of uh, um, um, spectrum? not monogamous i am i guess i'm not like poly that would mean you're in real you're agreed in relationships right uh, not necessarily not you could necessarily. be a, you could be solo poly solo poly like more like open to that idea in, yeah just it, in general as a solo poly it just means you're you're ethically non-monogamous you're open with your partners that you're yeah. not going to be exclusive and mm-hmm. that you're willing to share whatever it is that you're willing to share sex emotions mm-hmm. uh and some level of commitment but you're not you're just not monogamous mm-hmm. and that's that's kind of where the default position would start if you don't automatically have a partner is you would probably be solo poly and you'd be open to multiple relationships and just open with those people that you're mm-hmm. um pursuing and possibly getting engaged with yeah so in that case like i i'm not in 
a committed relationship, even poly, mm-hmm. but I do have like uh, I guess a partner mm-hmm. or like someone I'm seeing. So, but we are like very very open, and we've both kind of expressed. Like, I've expressed to him that I'm not, not interested in a monogam- monogamous relationship, and he has also been um, in a poly situation, so, yeah. so he's full, he's very, he's open and kind of experienced in that sense, and also considerate and careful of it, because um, he hadn't, yeah, so, yeah, I guess poly, <laughs> to make that long story short. Yeah, so some yeah. kind of some kind of non-monogamous. Yes. Right. Yeah. Some kind of non non-monogamous submissive. Are there any other? Um, so you, you also like rope play, which you've mentioned. Mm. What about punishment? Um. Yeah, I like punishment, and and I on rope. Yeah, I would identify as a rope bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and I I would like to to learn self ties as well, where I'm kind of like both. Mm-hmm. both you know like you're both in your head it's like a little thing yeah and i feel like i would even like to if i ever got to that skill level um i would like to to i guess rope top um, oh, to tie other people up yeah i've actually yeah. sort of tried with one friend and she really enjoyed it mm-hmm. even though i have no idea what i'm doing well it's fun to it's fun to experiment and yeah and, and explore um, and it's it's a very creative process because once you get a few a few of the the basics down, you can begin to develop your own aesthetic ties, your own harnesses, your own uh, bonding ties, you know. Mm. And it can be a very rewarding experience, sexual or non-sexual. I don't know how that. I guess that's it's, it's a subjective experience. Mm. It can be mm. sexual without uh, without sexual touch. For yeah. The, for one of the, you know, people exploring, mm-hmm. and I guess it could be more overtly sexual with touching and whatever else comes with those parameters. Mm. Actually, my favorite um, experiences were very sexual in nature, but no actual. Um, what's the word like? Sexual touch or like sex? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just fraught with sexuality in the absence of, of touching, penetrating. Maybe there's a little touching, but it would there was yeah. no like I guess. Normal sexual act. No sexual stimulation. No physical yeah. sexual stimulation. Maybe. Yeah, like. Dr- we can call yeah, that. I guess. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. No yeah. fluid exchange. No oral sex. Yeah. No. None of that. Digital or otherwise penetration. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, so it's kind of just like the uh, an extremely um, internal experience of like the build up, mm-hmm. just that building up of that sexual energy, mm-hmm. that horniness where it's like raw and you're just heated up. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and it's, it's like just, a four-four yeah. play. <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. also like it took it like takes my entire body mind to like some next level just with that rope too so what do you do with that feeling then i'm curious do you do you just explore and enjoy that feeling on its own as its own experience or do you use it as as a foreplay to a further uh sexual action or do you use it as a as kind of like a cutoff um to train your body 
for a future instance and I'll mm. if you have an answer right now I'd like to hear it if not I can expand on what I'm talking about um well in the past I kind of had a bit of both so I was sort of getting to know that person so in the beginning it, there, there was no sexual things mm. that happened right and then and then it kind of expanded but like it was separate and then definitely definitely used as a build-up to like yeah just that like sexual energy being like like completely overwhelming mm -hmm. and then wanting it so bad and then after feeling like so long finally getting mm -hmm. getting it so is this a matter of like uh minutes hours or is this a matter of days where it builds up <clears throat> i guess it was well either hours or days mm -hmm. um but that was back then like Right now, I'm actually trying to do this thing <laughs> where at first I, I was going to not have sex. Mm. But now I <laughs> have decided to just try to not orgasm so kind by of choice. Edging. Yes. Mm. I had no idea how hard it was for me. <laughs> like, it's a totally... I've never, I've never tried to do that when I was having sex, to try to not orgasm. I've never done right. that before it's a totally new thing. well the reason i asked you this was because i, I remember having read a, a book called tantric quest yeah and it's about this guy who who travels to india some british guy and he meets um a yogi mm. and she tries to teach him the art of tantra mm. um and i believe that i read this a long time ago so i hope i'm not <laughs> ruining it mm. right now in my recollection but from what i remember is that the training took uh took a span of several days and in the first day um, you explore kind of one sense mm. right and in the second day you explore another sense and it builds up over the the period of, of however many senses and however many um, kind of intensities mm. to the point where you finally get to explore the full sexual mm. um, experience and I can imagine you can imagine this how erotic it would be you on the first day you're only allowed to smell the other person you're with so you probably sit naked or actually look at them because that would be the first that, that was probably the, your first sensory experience you get to look mm. at them just embrace them with your eyes nude right and then you get to hear them hmm. right you get to hear them speak or moan or talk to you in an erotic sense and just heighten that sexual pleasure for you and you get to smell them and then there's there's the pheromones <laughs> and you can imagine mm. there's like areas you can smell and it's just mm. that in itself is already just so hot yeah right there's just certain spots that <laughs> i know for me if there's, there's certain spots that if i smell on a person that's attractive to me it just it heightens the entire experience mm. and then maybe I, the next step was you get to to taste or touch right without mm. without uh committing completely to it and then finally after you've just been torturing yourself for these these couple of days and you learn to deal with that feeling mm -hmm. then you get to explore it completely and have the most insane orgasm of your life together with that person mm. that sounds intense <laughs> it does <laughs> Or you could just do acid and do it all in one night because <laughs> it feels like several days. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, wait, so were you asking me? So. Was it like that? 
Yeah, I was trying to kind of get to the the point of whether um, these experiences have been like that. Um, yes, and yes, um, I, yeah, I, I love being touched and just having someone, um, touch me in a caring kind of way, like my whole body, like just when you're, when you're getting tied up, mm-hmm. someone is, is basically touching your whole body and sort of like manipulating it like removing it for or suggested suggest suggestive movement for you Mm -hmm. and they at some points like if you're being suspended your life is literally in their hands to some extent right so there's that trust and that kind of like cared for feeling right um and for some reason well i guess maybe in my past other people are just too rushed sexually yeah, yeah it's just like oh gee, okay yeah the and two it, parts yeah and then it feels cheap it cheapens yeah, the experience boring what it sounds like it's it sounds like you you're saying that you want to give yourself up to somebody who's worth your time yeah to <laughs> explore the details of you and kind of show you maybe even things you didn't know about yourself yeah you know and that yeah. and and i really appreciate that because i think that's a wonderful experience is when you when you give yourself over to another person in a kind of trusting consensual relationship mm. and they they're creative with you and they take their time and mm. they're passionate and engaged and you can feel that and then they explore parts of you that maybe were dormant and they excite you in ways that you didn't know maybe existed for you. Mm-hmm. It can be an awakening experience. Maybe you didn't know, you know, something as simple as like brushing some part of your body that you didn't know could excite you, right? Mm-hmm. Paying attention to like a small detail on your body that you, maybe only you knew you had or you didn't even know you had. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and that creates a bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah definitely and i think it's a it's a process of kind of meaning making for the self and for the the relationship that you're building with that other person Mm. yeah i i kind of feel like for myself it was also sort of um in that situation the pressure was taken off so there was no like you know we weren't making out in a bed where Mm -hmm. it's kind of suggestive that that person probably wants something sexual this was we're doing rope stuff and being touched with no pressure like there was no i don't know like i guess i just felt pressured like unfortunately felt really pressured a lot of other times and this was just completely gone and someone was touching me in like uh not strictly sexual areas so it was just mm-hmm. like and yeah senses feel heightened like you're saying like yeah. And for me to not be able to touch that person back as well. Yeah. Yeah. It also sounds like you're saying like you want to be, you want to be acknowledged kind of like a sexual person, not just sexual genitals. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because if people rush just to like nipples, ass, and and genitals, then, and mouth probably, then it's just like, yeah, the whole experience is, is rudimentary. It's yeah. tired. It's old. It's banal. It's the same old. It's the same old play. I've heard the song. Yeah. I don't, you know, yeah. 
Because uh, I can imagine with the, with, the, with the rope, it automatically puts you in a position where you do have to take your time and you mm-hmm. do have to explore that person and you do have to um, build trust mm. so the, the whole experience is slowed down automatically by default. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and there's also like extra, extra sensory things that I got to experience like, like wax and being hit with like that bam that broken bamboo stick mm. and uh yeah all that fun stuff so then um i'm curious now in your day-to-day life yeah where do these all all these things come together is it just like one fluid thing where it's like sexuality kink non-monogamy Mm-hmm. Uh, BDSM all just kind of flows into your life naturally or is there some like intersections where there's you know I do this and I'm part of this thing and I do you know whatever else and then I get to my other side hmm. I don't know are there many masks you wear or is it just like one mosaic hmm. well uh, there are certain things that I sort of keep to myself um like webcamming right now, like I, I'm very open with the people that are close to me. Right. Like com- complete transparency with um, like my housemates who are like my family and like my, yeah, people who are close to me, my immediate sort of group, I guess, mm-hmm. even if they're not a group, um, complete transparency. Other people, um, I just don't really bring it up. Like I'll be open, like if someone were to ask me or talk to me about rope or sex club or whatever, yeah, I'll talk to them about it. But I'm not really... Yeah, I guess I'm pretty open. Um, how does it come into my life? Yeah, like, take me mm. through a day in your life. <laughs> a day in my life? Yeah, what do you do? What do I do? Pick an exciting day, though. <laughs> don't, exciting don't give me the day, day where you're just sleeping in and you're just doing nothing. An exciting day. Yeah, give me an exciting day in your life. What happens in an exciting day in your life? Mm. Think of the last time you had a really good day that was rewarding. Okay. And fun. Okay. Yeah? And meaningful so like, and uh, whatever whatever else. Yeah. That, you know. Okay. Well, rope has kind of ta- like taken... I, I It's not in my life right now. At the moment, yeah. At the moment, because I haven't... I don't have it know anyone that's like yeah not yet anyway so hmm an exciting day well um an exciting day an exciting day would involve yoga for sure which to me is kind of like an outlet for my energy as right now I'm trying to not orgasm so I have a lot of energy like a how? lot more than when I do orgasm so how long have you been uh, edging so to speak not very long but there's been a lot of edging it's been maybe maybe a week or two that's quite a long time it's quite a, yeah and there I've had sex mm-hmm. once yesterday and it was extremely difficult, but I like, oh my goodness, yeah. So, I'll, let's do yesterday. I'll tell you what I did. There you go. I didn't go to yoga, but let's just pretend I did because that's You went to, yoga, went to yesterday. yoga yesterday. That sounds great. How was yeah. yoga yesterday? I love hot <laughs> yoga because I have so much energy and I really try to like do this thing where you like draw up your pelvic floor. Right. And like, you can, I don't know, you just, 
Yeah, I can just like feel my entire body like vibrating with energy, especially after edging. So after yoga, then yesterday I was webcamming. So for for two to three hours, I was basically edging myself on camera. Hmm. Yeah, not like extremely intense, but more intense towards the end. And um, yeah, even that was difficult because yeah, I'm just getting really excited and then I had to suddenly leave and I went somewhere with my roommate and then I what else exciting did I do I ate a lot of desserts <laughs> and fruit yum I ate a, a lot of raw desserts <laughs> that were amazing and then I visited my uh, the person that I'm seeing and I wasn't expecting anything to happen and things got quite heated and very long and very drawn out and I like he it, I'm super open with him obviously he knows everything that I'm doing so I communicated with him like I'm trying I'm trying to not orgasm and he was just like okay and then yeah so we ended up having long long drawn out sex that was just like and oh my goodness it was intense because I just felt like there I've never that was my first time ever having sex With and trying to not, not orgasm, orgasm like yeah. trying to not and it was hard like, but did you enjoy it yeah a okay. lot as long as that's oh my goodness <laughs> I enjoyed it so much like when I would get like close so so close and I just I was like having to stop myself and i was just like so much energy it was it was yeah it was really intense and yeah so that was a very exciting day um <laughs> do you want to know any more details about, about oh, that anytime day? you can flood me with details <laughs> i am not shy <sighs> i will take your details and enjoy them so now i'm gonna ask you something else <laughs> okay I'm going to ask you, uh, with regards to your involvement in like poly, kink, and all this lifestyle, mm -hmm. what, uh, what, do you, what are the most difficult parts about being in this community for you, if any? Um, um, I ran into some, I guess, difficult, awkward situations in the past. Mm -hmm. Um... But they weren't really, it wasn't really mine. Like, it wasn't my issue. I was just kind of, but I was, I was involved. Well, it doesn't have to be yours. <clears throat> you can encounter problems in the community that yeah. aren't yours. Yes. So, um, one of the most difficult things I would say is um, uh, it takes a lot of effort. And if you're not willing to put in the energy and the effort to actually have complete transparency with people and be open and honest with them, then it is not is going to backfire and someone is going to get hurt. And right. that is difficult because I have seen I have seen that happen um, a few times. And it's unfortunate that I keep kind of hearing about that. Where so somebody in the community is lying about something. Yeah, they're lying about their feelings. Like, I haven't seen anyone get cheated on or anything. I've I, I've seen people 
lie about being okay with things when they're not really okay with things or saying they think they're okay with things and then when they're seeing it or when it's actually happening not not communicating that they're actually not okay with it because theory and you can have a theory and think that you're going to be fine and then all of a sudden real life happens and you feel different then that needs to be communicated as well and dealt with however however it gets dealt with um i think that's i guess that is a difficulty and um yeah just trying to be extremely considerate and always um asking people how they feel asking for open communication just because i want to i never ever ever want to assume i never assume never i always ask um questions just because i yeah i I just want to know what the real deal that's going on inside people's heads so that can be difficult sometimes if people aren't so what, what kind of questions do you ask what kind of questions do i ask like i try to be extremely open so i'll i'll reassure i'll say like um how do you feel about this? Like, are you really okay with this? Um, or like, for example, I told, for, for a direct example, I told my, the person that I'm seeing, like I'm, I am for sure in love with, with someone I live with. Mm-hmm. I love him hundred percent. I don't want I don't want to date him. Like we're not doing sexual things. Sometimes we cuddle, but like, I love him. Like, that's something that I'm going to tell tell someone. Like, right. it, to me... Well, we love our friends in yes, the same platonic is, way. That's not that. I love... Like, I'm in, in love with him. So you're in love with him. Yep. But are there any sexual feelings? Yeah, absolutely. But we're, I'm, we're not acting on them. Why not? Uh, We've agreed... <laughs> sort of agreed to not act on them. For... I mean, I don't want to pry too deeply yeah. into your personal life. No, but it's okay. It, um... When you agree not to act on something, typically it's because it's going to have some repercussions for one of the people involved. Um, I think, well, he's not interested in doing that huh. sort of thing. So are the feelings reciprocal of, of love, of sexual tension? Of being in love with me? I don't know. Yeah, but I, I wanted to be open, even though whatever... And, like, just be straight up with how I feel. And he just looked at me and he was like, I know. It's obvious. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he's like, like, I'm really glad that you told me. And, like, he said, like, I would never never want to stop you from doing something that you want to do. I want to see you happy. And, like, that was, like that like hit something and it felt so good because no one's ever said that to me like that before and that Mm. was that was like a beautiful moment um but yeah what kind of questions do i ask i do the same thing so i'll like tell i told him the same thing like just tell me whatever is going on inside your head like i'm super open i'm not gonna get mad i'm like i'm i'm not i'm not a reactive person i just want to want to know whatever's important whatever's going on inside your head just the it's open communication anytime call me whenever like any thought if you think it's stupid or even if it's a one second thought just tell me 
Mm-hmm. I don't care. So that's good. Yeah. And um, so in your life, these things, you're saying that the intersections are, are pretty okay. They're kind of flowing. Things aren't drastically cut off. It's not like you have a professional life that you have to keep away from your not professional life which occurs for some people Mm -hmm. and that might be just an unfortunate circumstance for them Mm -hmm. it's not that they don't want to be open it's just that the you know whatever field of work they're in or um their family or whatnot is just would not agree or would would put unfair um Mm. repercussions and consequences to their revelations about their lifestyle yeah. So I, uh, you've spoken about uh, revealing to your mother that you do uh, adult modeling. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that sense, does this stuff ever interfere with your family life? Does Does your mm-hmm. lifestyle ever interfere with your family life, or has it? What's your experience? Uh, it, that yeah, that actually kind of triggered something in me when you said that. Mm-hmm. Um, so. It has, but not in not in a way where it's ever come from me talking to them. Um, I came from like a pretty bad relationship before like a, a what, years ago mm-hmm. and uh, that person and was um very 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 not okay with things that he found out that i was doing before we like we 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 dated we broke up for a for a time and that's when i was going and performing like doing rope bondage and there's photo lots of photos and some of them were on the internet like right. uh, like uh, they were they were visible they were to people yeah and yeah so um that <clears throat> that person when we got back together that part i remember <laughs> yeah well yeah. you were available on a website for some time yeah with some photos and then you were no longer available on said website i disappeared for some time yeah and the person who was doing rope with you explained yeah. that that person had gotten back into your life yeah and that was horrible that was awful completely my doing i take responsibility for that but it was not good it was bad very bad and they yeah very bad (laughs) it was not good it was bad very Very bad very bad (laughs) very expressive of you yeah (laughs) so yeah i don't need to talk about bad relationships but anyway he ended up threatening uh to tell my parents like Mm -hmm. all using very um very degrading language. Mm. Uh, yeah, basically, I won't repeat it. You can imagine, imagine the most degrading language, yeah. and then uh, oh, saying, "I'm going to tell your parents you're a this and that and this and you did this, you this." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and back then, I like it worked. Like it worked on me. Like I was terrified. I was like, "No, like don't tell my parents." Like. I'll do what you want. Like, shut up. Yeah. So you went back to this person. Well, uh, because at that, but that's not why I went back to them. But that is that was I did tr- sh- like try to shut him up. Yeah. And then, yes, but that's been a while. 
And now then. you're now you're okay. You're free. You're yeah. All right. Yeah, it's been it's been time. So. So where are you at now? What are you doing now? What am I doing? And what do you want to do? What do I want to do? Yeah. Like it. Like. Yeah, you've been doing all this stuff. You got into yeah. the pool. You got into the kink. You're doing all this stuff. You're mm. falling in love all over the place. You're having a good time. Yeah. You're not coming, and you're making yourself not come, and you want to just be there and enjoy that. Yeah. Add yourself to the brink of whatever. Yeah. Until you waterfall into yourself and yeah, come into ecstasy. Yeah. What's next? What's the future? What do you want to do? What do I want to do? Well, I guess I want to. I want to learn more about like sexual practice like yeah like what you were saying about that book you read i could lend it to you yeah i would love that tantric quest yeah i want to i want to learn more about that i was on a high after reading that book i was just all over the place i just i wanted to do it i wanted to try it i just didn't have anybody to do it with at the time i was very young and people just the same sort of impatient sex you know Mm -hmm. you could do it all in one night too like it doesn't have to span days but you take your time Mm mm-hmm and you're like, let's explore the senses. Let's do it together. Mm. But it's just hard to find somebody interested. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. It is. <laughs> um, yeah. I want to learn more about that. I want to learn more about... And I want to also learn, like, what, did, what do you do with that energy? Because I know that... Okay, so I've actually been been uh, exploring some controversy on a lot of old texts from specifically more like yoga or like tantra whatever mm-hmm. um and um like taoist stuff so i'm not super knowledgeable on this so i don't want to like speak yeah. too much about it but there's um i was reading some things written by by a i, I was reading some quotes from a book and then i was reading things that people were writing about it and one of it was saying was a quote saying something like for the man to harness his own energy and give the woman pleasure and by giving her pleasure orgasm he it said something mentioned something about killing two birds with one stone which means harnessing and retaining his own energy and using hers yeah it was weird so i'm like learning more about that and apparently there's like some controversy about all these old texts are like written written by by men and they're kind of like using women as a tool to like extend their spiritual practice or energy but like i don't i don't know i don't think that it's all like that and i don't know but like that's an interesting thing that i just like recently read and i was just like whoa i need to I want to read more. I want to learn. So I want to learn more about that. And yeah, uh, on that note, I also, like you were saying, it's like you were saying like men get one orgasm or like normal, average anyways. Like I'm sure some people are not It's none or one or if you do more than one, it's like with a break in between. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I have experienced some men that didn't even need a break. But it can but happen. But it was it's not common. It isn't. And it's it I think yeah. You're right. Yeah, it's in my experience anyway. But I've been there myself. I've had one continued into the next. Um, I feel like for myself anyway, in in my experience, I've felt like that one orgasm 
is sometimes not satisfying. So you need more than one. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it feels more like where I can see how they're saying, okay, men, reserve your energy. Women, it th- and they're using the woman as a tool, but they're also, like, in my experience, I've felt more like a fountain of continuous energy mm-hmm. where one, I could just keep going. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not stopping. It's like this yeah. infinite, like, okay, maybe not infinite, but like more than one, yeah. more than one orgasm. And I don't feel, wouldn't feel tired or like whatever afterwards. Yeah. So. That's been the crux of my sexual experience too. It's just like, I. In some circumstances, I would just fuck and then anticipate her orgasm, and then she does. And then I focus on me to try to come. And in the meantime, she's getting aroused again and maybe has a second one. So I block and wait and I edge into the next circumstance. And then by the, by the time I come, I, she would have had multiple orgasms. And it can happen that way, and it's... I'm not complaining. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. I'm not complaining, actually. I'm not complaining at all. No. Um, but if there is a complaint to be made in that entire sequence of, of random rambling, is that I'm envious of the ability to m- orgasm multiple times. But maybe yours are more satisfying. I don't know. Are they? I don't know. If you feel like you don't want to keep going after, then they might be. Perhaps they are. Well, that's it for this time around. (laughs) But uh, we'll pick up again uh, soon enough and see where this goes. You're listening to Intellectual Erection, a place where we talk about the naughty to stimulate your thinking. Right now I'm trying to not orgasm, so I have a lot of energy.